We're back, the Whiskey Hue, a podcast with three brown startup enthusiasts that pull back the curtain on business, culture, and side pieces. <laughs> Not those type. We're talking blockchain, e-games, cannabis, and so much more without the bullshit, and most importantly, over whiskey. America calls Clyde Black, Athul Brown, and Anthony somewhere in the confusing middle with three <laughs> brothers. <laughs> Various shades of brown, bringing you the latest in tech, business, and startups mixed with a ton of sarcasm. Cue the music. Yeah, I got. Oh, there's no gas, and you're still not doing it. No, listen, listen. I'm on. I'm, I'm on a summer hiatus. I got time for paying. For, got time for. Well, paying you, you on the Jimmy Kimmel people. show? Like you get to talk about the summer hiatus. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, welcome, What's welcome, sidekick's welcome, name? welcome to the Whiskey Hue. We're excited to be back. We're back. The three amigos are back together again. Last episode, we just had the uh, the, the dynamic duo, Ag and I, and. You know, uh, Thule is back. He was visiting, you know, a little bit of Trump country, getting back to his roots. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I kid, I kid, I kid, I kid. Um, but yeah, we're excited, excited, to, <laughs> excited to have him back, um, you know, for another great episode of Whiskey Hill. Uh, this is, this is going to be a good one. I think it's going to be exciting. And, you know, I just look forward to having a great conversation. Um, but before we're doing that, what's up, fellas? What's been going on? What's new? What's going on with you guys? You know, jump in there, life. jump in there. Come on, AG, give us well, a good all right, last, all right. last episode. Okay, you told us you were going right, last episode. I was I was getting a colonoscopy because okay. I was having stomach pains and I had the colonoscopy. Now, everybody I tell and it let you know, you know, it went well. The doctor stated, yeah, you know, I was nice. All I know, all I know, you know, you know how they do it. No, we don't. Anesthesiologist comes here, <laughs> says, All right, it's going to feel a little warm. And you're like, Huh? huh? <laughs> he said, just count back. Tick. And next you know, you're waking up on your side and you're like, hey, do you, are you hungry? Yes, I haven't eaten in two days. Also, <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was going to take you to dinner after. This was not a doctor. Uh, no, right? they, I'm they just did not, I'm just playing. They, did, I'm they playing. did not take they did not take me to dinner. <laughs> it, 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 it went well, but first things first. Like, I'm gonna tell you right now, if you don't take medication often, I'm telling you that anesthesia hits you differently. I oh, was okay. I was yeah, and they, they gave me the uh they always say I, I, I was asking, I was like, Hey, what uh, what anesthesia are you giving me? He was like, I'm giving you the Michael Jackson stuff. I was like, what? I was, oh, like, just- <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you want full, you want a full treatment, man? So right. like, he was like, he was like, I'm giving you the propofol. I was so like, when you're oh, on the table, like you can't be like, no, 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 I need a refund. <laughs> yeah, and you can do it at that point. <laughs> oh damn! So I mean, these are the wrong words to say in a doctor's office, just generally, right? Michael Jackson treatment. I'm on my, I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop. <laughs> Well, no, here's, here's the thing. It wasn't like I said it. He told me there was a Michael Jackson drug. Yeah, I know. I that's, like, the oh, that's the problem. That's the problem. At that moment, I should have started. I should Lay back, girl. Let me beat it. I was playing. Oh, man. Woo. Anyway. Uh, we You made it out. Made it, you good? made it out. And, uh, you know, that purple fall had me uh, groggy for two days. A day and a half. It was wow. it was rough. I just I'm not used to having you know. I don't take a lot of medication as it is. So any kind of drugs in my body hit hard. So Cl- Clyde and I take 14 to leave a day. Well, I mean, no one takes that much. Pain, but no, I'm, playing. I'm playing. No, that's great. I'm happy to hear that, man. Because I think it's really smart. You you just uh, woke me up. I guess we should be getting it. Anyone past 45, and if it's in the fam, even earlier, huh? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. It's like 40 years old, really. And then you know you hear more and more cases from young men. Especially like young black men and Indian or South Asian, ain't like yep. that. And uh, 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 well, getting getting you know, it, it's better. Like we talked about, <laughs> like, 
<laughs> can, can I be serious for a second? Go ahead. No, go ahead, man. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> we know who's the racist one on the show, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> it's, like, it's like Trump then AG. <laughs> it's like if I said, oh, you're, you're black and half Latin. You like that? I'm like, oh, I'm, there's no need, man. There's no oh, need. Well, let's get context to that one. I'm just playing. I'm playing. I'm <laughs> kidding. Okay. always corrects me about like, I mean, because remember I used to, years ago. I don't give a shit what you call me. My wife calls me the worst, man. You just like, you, anything you say is above that, right? <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So any, like, you know, uh, uh, certain races, you should start getting checked out earlier than earlier than like the prescribed or designated age range it's better just to be on top of it you know it sucks at the end of the day you get you're like because the the prep time is like you do it almost like two days or two and a half days of prep where you can't eat certain foods on one day and then the wow. next day you're completely drinking this water or clear liquids and then you're flushing your body out either with like a you know you could pick up a mix from the pharmacist or you do your own thing with like Miralax and and Dulcolax, like and you're flushing your body out for almost thirty hours. Wow. So, yeah, sucks. So, <laughs> just to inform the crowd, so do you know? Yeah. Like, so I had a full physical before I moved uh, down here. So, and then the, we did that. Is it the PCR test that gives you the levels of if something looks off? He said that came back normal. So I should yeah. be good. Is that well, good? Well, I, well, I'm not a I'm not a physician. I'm so <laughs> come through for me, man. Come so, through. Here, here's one thing. One one thing, and you know, I, I might have mentioned it on our podcast. Like my my dad passed away from stage four pancreatic cancer, so I'm also extra paranoid. Sure. So with that being said, I have a GI doctor, gotcha. and so anything that's abdomen related, any kind of pain, I go to the GI doctor right away. Like I'm not okay. waiting for my primary care physician to run their test and then say, oh, let me recommend you to a GI doctor gotcha. or you should go see one. Like it's better for me in my mind, just go straight to the GI doctor and let them run their test. And it, it, you know, it's the direct source. This is their specialty. It's like, it's, it's like certain things like, Hey, you have a heart issue. You shouldn't go wait for your primary care physician, go to a cardiologist. Yep. Um, that's incredibly so, smart that you're proactive, man. Um, yeah, that's great. Shout out to that. Love it. And, you know, we Whiskey Hue, while we do talk about business, tech, and culture, you know, one of the main things we want to inform, you know, the people that look like us and uh, have an impact on us. So thank you, AG. You're one for, of our loved ones. Thank you, uh, loved ones AG, is, uh, for sharing. Healthy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, of course, man. I'm an open book. There you but go. An open an, book. Another open book. Uh, Bill Cosby is a free man, so watch out. <laughs> Britney Spears, on the other hand, is not. Uh. <laughs> right? And, I, you know, I've been watching a little bit of the finals. Bobby Portis, he used to play for the Bulls, plays the Bucks. That dude probably can see the future. His eyes are huge, and there's a lot of memes going on on Twitter. It's hilarious, man. They All these jokes about his eyes. It's they look like, they look like the guy from uh, SpongeBob. I don't know the character's <laughs> name, but they... <laughs> It's, he's so intense, man. And when he when he makes a free throw, it's it's like remember Tebow used to just run two yards, man. He's celebrating. <laughs> I right, love it. Right, happy I love to be it. here. Happy to be here. But yeah, so hey, this man, is, but hey, hey man, let's watch say the one finals. It, well, of course you, of course not. But Chris Paul, I'm a big fan of his. Right, 16th year in the league. Excited yes. for him to probably get a ring. Hopefully, all right. Should happen if he stays healthy. He had to go through a team led by a pandemic. P. Paul George, right? <laughs> Two guys that barely ever, ever, ever made it out of the first round. So I don't ever want to hear that this era of basketball is far superior to any other era because you got these two guys fighting for the finals, right? Um, so that's what it is. But uh, it's kind of nice to see Giannis, the Greek freak, pulling up like 40, 42 points, like back to back on a bust knee. Like his knee did some, it bent weird in that previous yeah. 
series. And that's, dude, kudos to that cat from coming back and playing hard as he is. Listen, I know you don't have to front about this generation. You, I know you're, you know, you're going to fly out to Chicago this week to get your kids so you can watch Space Jam uh, on Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> he know he's going to play. That's a, he's like, the one with Jordan is better. Ha. <laughs> I haven't even seen it yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for I'll wait for that for DVD or streaming. <laughs> I'll be honest. I was, no, I wouldn't mind seeing that. I would love to take the kids to that, you know, especially because they got the cameo, the MJ cameo. So yeah, we'll see it. I won't, they're not with me though until for another two weeks. So we'll see it when they're here. You're like, what? Be kind of odd if I go to the theater. Excellent one. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I'm just an old guy in the theater looking at your kids. <laughs> it's not weird. <laughs> it's not weird. It's all wrong. We're going to get canceled. <laughs> That's why I'm not going until I have my kids back. Yeah. <laughs> they're, uh, they're visiting family, cousins, and grandparents. Anyway, cool. Nice, Let's nice, move it. Let's nice, move it, guys. Gentlemen. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so this episode is going to be exciting but before we dive in we're gonna be uh sipping on something nice like you know a little, a little bit above my pay grade and guess who recommended it a tool of course definitely over mine the rich one it's mine mine too mine too it's above mine and um so but we're doing i want to give this old i'll tell you the story later dalmore king alexander the third uh it's expensive i didn't buy it uh, but you know, and I probably wouldn't, <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, that's what it is. We're going to talk about. So Dalmore, King Alexander III, beautiful story around us. We'll talk about it later. Absolutely. So thanks for that. Thanks for that. We're going to be sipping. All right. So, uh, big week, um, a lot going on. One thing we want to dive into today is something that's a little bit odd for me, at least, uh, because, you know, I like to focus on the black and brown, but then, you know, I thought it was like, let's talk about China. And my response was. <laughs> What's the black angle? And he was like, I don't know. You figure it out. So today we're going to be talking about China. <laughs> this is, this you is notice the, how he casually left out the brown angle? This mother. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> so this is the, uh, this is the uh, you know, we're going to be talking about China because there's been, they've been in the news a lot lately. I mean, talk about a change of fortunes. You got companies like Alibaba, um, who was projected to, to do an IPO of Ant which is a financial company that was just scrapped by the uh, Chinese government that came in and said, you know what? We don't like the way that uh, Jack Ma has been talking. So, you know what? We're going to cost you billions of dollars. Um, mm-hmm. And then recently, Didi, which is a um, ride sharing company. Think about like Uber, but uh, much bigger, higher performing. 10x yeah, size. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, in China. Um, and they yeah. recently were listed and I think it was the NASDAQ. Um or they, they, it recently went public, and uh, right shortly after going public, the Chinese government hit them with all type of shank, sanctions. And what's been happening is they've been updating and notifying a lot of the companies, like, "Yo, you guys are getting too big for your britches. We don't want this That's to turn right. to turn to a situation like you're in the U.S., uh, where you know you yeah. essentially have the Facebooks and Googles and Twitters and everything else pretty much running the government." Um, because they own the, the the microphone, the voices of the people, and they can pretty much you know sway elections. So China's like, let's get ahead of this, and because you know they make up their own laws, they're a lot a lot less freedoms. Um, they can do that. So you know, this, com- this is Clyde Lee saying this. This is Clyde Lee. <laughs> uh, disclaimer. All right. I mean, I, look, man, so, messing with. I'm not. We're not going to say anything wrong about China because um, that's like messing with 14 billion shook nights. <laughs> I don't need that in my life. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't mess with one shook night here. I'm not going to mess with a billion there. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but yeah, everything that China wants to do, 
um, every government wants to do what they're trying to do. Right? You know, everyone wants to rein in big tech so they have more power. Like, look, you're right. Facebook, Google, all of them uh, got out of control here. And so now they're trying to rein it in. But the thing is, China doesn't have to worry about, like Clyde said, regulations, rules, hurdles, get caught up in the web of all of that. They can just kind of go and do what they want. They can enforce a shutdown like Warren G and Nate Dogg, you know what I'm saying? Just regulate. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's so the government is the arbiter of last resort in the USA, just to give a benchmark. It's the first resort in China. Um and the mo- the strictest across the globe is the EU. Oh, somebody's gotta somebody's got somebody's late for dinner. All right, but um so but <laughs> the EU the EU is kind of the strictest of all of them, right? Like yeah, what they yeah. did in 2016, what is it, GDPR or GBT, GP, whatever it is? GDPR. Yeah, GDPR. The data. Yep. Yeah. And then a couple of things last year, too, like about data analytics. So they they want to rein it all in. So they're, they're probably the strictest. China's saying, look, we don't need what all this kind of crazy stuff that went across the globe. So we're going to rein it in. So we'll, we'll talk about that angle of it later. Uh, but yeah, take it, Clyde and Anthony. Yeah. So, you know, just to, just to pick it back on that. So we talk about Alibaba. We talked about Didi. That was impacted. So a lot of the companies have gotten their heads up like, yo, y'all need to make some adjustments from a tech perspective, especially the tech the tech companies. Y'all need to make some adjustments. So companies are shelving their IPOs. Like ByteDance, the uh, parent company of TikTok, was supposed to go for an IPO. They probably are valued at, you know, I think anywhere between 75 to $100 billion. They say, you know what? We don't want these problems. So we're not going to do the IPO. Um, so, you know, I think that that's just the fear in the heart. And I think the long-term goal is let these companies understand that China's in charge. China doesn't want to impact the foreign investment, especially the U S investment dollars, but they, they're kind of setting the line. And what's happening is a lot of investors are being scared off. So if you're looking at the markets and you're seeing these companies and seeing that a lot of, uh, people are being impacted, from the financial perspective, this is one of the reasons why the markets have been shaky a little bit. You think about the fame investor, Kathy Woods of, um, of, uh, I think it's like Arc, Arc Investments. She's like yep. all about innovation and China was a big bet. So she's recently, you know, walked back those, uh, kind of theories and, you know, have decided to pull away from China a little bit because essentially when you're an investment investor, it's risky anyway going to China. Government run regulations, you can, have your money just taken away without any explanation. And then you layer in this, it becomes even more riskier. So, you know, China is like laying down the law and these type of investors and people who are investing in companies, investing in tech startups, investing in the, the nation, they've really been impacted. So we wanted to just kind of dive into that, let our listeners know, and then look at it from the whiskey, whiskey perspective and dive in. What, what you think, fellas? So, yeah, so we should get it. Like China has long supported homegrown tech generally. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So the government invested in their own companies, um, which we don't have. You know, you don't have the U.S. government investing in Google, Facebook, Apple. Really, they have partnerships, but the government invested in China into those into companies there and they've stifled foreign competition. You don't have Facebook or Google. Uber tried to play in China. They didn't you know, didn't have to. They had to sell off to Didi. Uh, now, now coming after its own. And it's it used to be. The focus of the regulation in China was around the infrastructure. And now this time, that's what it always has been up until now. This time it's around the types of data. And my theory is um, they'd like to rem- that data to remain in Chinese borders. So you have a lot yeah. of U.S. investors investing in these companies, DD and all these like all, all these Alibaba. And then if you get a lot of the retail investors ask you IPO here, you get a lot of those opportunities here. Right. So they don't want 
us getting access to that data, they've already got a billion data points on everyone, right? They can give you a ticket if you jaywalk uh, on a straight and you have to, it automatically gets debited from your WeChat there. Now think Didi knows exactly where you've been dropped off, where you're going, who you're hanging with, and that while you're in their car, they might have other data points on you. If the government gets a hold of that, they can have, there's just a lot they can do with it. Let's just put it that way, right? <laughs> so I think that's part of it. Um, and this is kind of the reverse of TikTok, right? Tick, you, you know, uh, Clyde's favorite president didn't want TikTok. <laughs> Trump, you didn't want TikTok to play here. You got that old man laugh. I know. You still on your mask over there? We never heard that laugh. A hundred episodes in. <laughs> Revenge of the Nerd? Man, man. <laughs> All I got to say, that exam aged you, man. <laughs> You got that Eddie Murphy laugh from back in the day, man. Uh, <laughs> keep going. Keep great. going. Keep that going. was great. Anyway, reverse the TikTok, right? Because before they were concerned with data that was going to China from the U.S. through this app. Now they're concerned. China's concerned with, hey, data from China going to the U.S. through all the investors and getting access to the pool. Because, you know, at some point, and as an investor, you get privy to some data and you get to look inside the, under the hood and see what's this about and what else can I help you do? And you can always go under the hood under the umbrella of saying, hey, I need to look under the hood, see your data, see what you can do with this data. So then I can get you more investment lined up and other relationships lined up. That's those are ways people just kind of finagle things into their yeah. into their wheelhouse. So that's what they're worried. And it's you know, that's a valid concern. I get it. So short, there's a short term and a long term play here that we can mess with. So the short term play is, man, you're messing with money. <laughs> you're messing with people's money. Long term, I kind of get it from I don't like it because that it derails us from investing unless there's some ADRs. And they're doing this through American depository receipts, which is how a foreign company gets to launch on our IPO because they want access to uh, U.S. investors. Yep. Right. I, uh, yeah. So that's that's how they do this American depository receipts. And you have that this going everywhere across the globe. Uh, so that I, I'll put that out there. Um, we should say U.S. and the EU made it very difficult for Chinese telecom company to operate in the West. Huawei, Huawei, how do you pronounce it? Huawei, Huawei, Huawei. thank you. Come on, man, highway? <laughs> I didn't say highway. <laughs> <laughs> but Huawei, so right, uh, so they, you know, we didn't want them to operate because we didn't want them to take our data because that's telecom, right? And they're going to have yeah. access to everything. Uh, so it, it's just a tit for tat type of thing, but go ahead, take it from there and then we'll jump into the rest. Well, you know, one thing that you brought up about the data, controlling of data, is always interesting to me because, you know, China is very, you know, we know from a fact that they're, you know, the government's yeah. inside their data. Like they, all these companies, they have access. Here in the U.S., it's not so. Like it's special partnerships that the DOD will have or the CIA or somebody will have with these companies. It is not well known. Um, in China, you know that the government's all over your 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 information so you you know that's one you, thing but that's where yeah, it's close to here. Doctor with protocol, right you they're closer to their data than yeah. the doctor was you uh <laughs> <laughs> that's what you're it's true though they have they have more data points on each individual it's absolutely yeah. true what you're saying and and and, and but here in, in in the u.s when it comes out to our data the government's not really regulating a lot of it Right. Like it's more up to the private industry to regulate their own data. Right. They're trying to figure out how to handle data. Here they, want the to. they want they to. They want to. But yeah. but you, you have two forces arguing 
their point of views uh, about what's right for America and what's American and based off of our freedom and yada, yada, yada. So it's a, it's an interesting point to kind of really look at data itself because we know the giants understand that data is extremely important. The federal government, you know, and certain, de- certain departments know that data is extremely important as well. Um, but right now it's left up to the tech companies themselves to kind of monitor the data of their users, right? You see what the whole Apple offensive on on protecting their users' privacy and, you know, Google, Facebook doing their own thing with data. It's, it's an interesting perspective um, about how data is controlled and how the government has any kind of uh, viewpoint into it. Yeah, and then... It's funny that you mentioned it. Oh, go ahead. Now, go I was going to say ahead. one thing as we talk about data and technology is because, you know, anytime you want to see or think about the future... China's, you know, years ahead of, of the U.S. So that's one thing that comes into play when you're thinking about Absolutely. China. Um, they, you know, ride sharing companies and, you know, the technology behind and the way they innovate. You know, those things are really impactful. So that's why, you know, you, hear, you figure about you talk about those data points. With the little, the one of the reason you talk about the data points is because there are more technology innovations, more use of technology. Um, people using their smartphone versus using other things. It's so far ahead of the U.S. and other countries, so um, that's that's a major part of that. Go ahead, I just want to add to that. Well, isn't isn't, yeah. isn't the government ahead? They're ahead. Is it based again? We get into the political spectrum here, but they're ahead because there's a private public uh, partnership, right? That they, Enfor- they, enforced partnership, and, yeah, and, yeah, enforced <laughs> partnership. That that's a little different here. All right, go ahead. Well, let's 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 do that. Let, let me let me jump on the political. There's one line of political. Then I'm going to jump into what Clyde just said, because you both just brought up great points. This is the first time the Democrats and the Republicans are actually in agreement in the line to want to see the same outcome, but for different angles. Right. My theory is Dems feel that Facebook helped Trump win. They don't want that to happen again. Yep. Republicans felt Twitter and Facebook snubbed Trump by kicking him off the platform. He's removed from public life right now, right? Besides his little rallies in, uh, you know, Clyde's hometown back in Michigan, uh, so, right? That he was at just a few weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that laugh just came out, Anthony. Anyway, but um, so that I mean, they they kind of want the same outcome, right? But from from it's all around centered around your favorite president, and and then and the, but then but from different sides of it. So that's interesting. This is the first time they're kind of in agreement on something. Now let's jump to what Clyde said. Absolutely. TikTok. I mean, I've been, we've been saying this forever, man. Since 2019, since we launched this damn thing, this whole pod. TikTok is, I mean, we, we probably don't need to be on it. I'm not on it. It's addictive as hell, so I stay off it. But they're launching a thing called Shoutouts now, which what? Competes with Cameo. Shout out to the Shy Town mm-hmm. Cats. Um, they're launching TikTok resumes, which is video resumes. Who's that compete with? LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Why isn't LinkedIn doing this? Because, man, when I'm interviewing people, I interviewed a bunch of people, and I know you can't ask, see certain things, you know, age, ethnicity, all that kind of stuff off the table. But who cares about all that? I want someone that's credible and actually has a cultural fit with us, right? And culture doesn't mean anything about race or ethnicity. I also want to know, hey, can you jive with us? And can we? You're going to know the stuff. We'll train you to know the stuff. Isn't uh, Facebook, we're working on. Wasn't there an issue with Facebook arguing about the cultural fit thing? I will. I digress. I, I don't know. We'll if, if, yeah, if you got something to tell me, I don't <laughs> we'll know. Edit, I don't, we'll edit that out. <laughs> no, but absolutely. So U.S. companies are moving, just like you said. We've been saying this for a year, year and a half. They're just moving so damn slow to innovate. But I want to bring you into this, Clyde, because you know this world. It's because their nest egg in the U.S. is ad revenue based, yep. right? Which is algorithmic based as well. And they're making a killing on it. And it's growing exponentially. There's, so if they were to try to flip to the TikTok model and less data points, but let's force this information on you, you'll enjoy it anyway. 
um, that there's a big loss that they'll have to take near term to win long term. And I don't think they want to take that short term hit. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that impacts from a marketing perspective, your audience size, who's using your product and when they're using it, which are all things that goes back to your world was what's the stakeholder value, right? Your shareholder, your shareholder value. Like you got to return your, 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 your value back to the shareholders and every quarter they're asking like, they're like, uh, um, they're like, uh, I'm not going to say that. Um, but they're like somebody who <laughs> want their money every quarter. So if you're not figuring out, say wait, it, say it. if you know, say it, man. if you're, it, say it. <laughs> they're like a pimp, they're, they're like a pimp, they're like a pimp. <laughs> This, this, Is it round with Mitch? <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. So they want the, they want to see they want to see the returns every quarter. And if you're doing pivots or you're not showing the the, the trajectory of growth, you got to return some dollars. So one way or another, you got to show positive. Um, so that's the biggest thing there. So if you're talking about playing with the product, playing with the way that the, the algorithm is working, and you already have a, a, a successful you know billions of users like Facebook. You're not going to be pivoting. You're going to be figuring out how can I do more of this, charge higher rates, keep you on longer. These are all marketing engagement numbers where that's valuable to your CBS or NBC or Fortune 500 companies who want to get tied in front of moms who are on Facebook talking about the school sucks in my neighborhood. So that's is eventually how that works. So if you change that and you don't have those moms on there talking about, you know, why my child's school suck or whatever the case may be then you losing dollars and at the end of the day you know the the shareholders are like all right time to get somebody else in there so that's one of the biggest things reasons why and it's funny if you flip it back here facebook right now is against it's really me against everyone right it's like tupac back in the day <laughs> right? it's US, yeah exactly right <laughs> u.s government chinese government back by t- back tiktok is eating their lunch uh, on the whole IG play, consumers are now coming after them. Like, okay, we don't like this. We want to protect our data on that. So, I mean, who, like, in China up until now, there was no Chinese going after their own companies. Now they're doing it, but I think they know the long term value play of it. They, hey, yeah. you guys are going to, it's like your favorite present, shut up and dribble, right? You're going to play by our rules and you got to, and, they, <laughs> yeah. and they're going to set up, and I think they're going to win long term, right? They're going to take a dip and they're going to keep everything in house. What they're losing access to is a lot of money from here. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we talked about that. There's a piece that we've we put out here. Uh, you know, it's, it's very dry read, but it was just a re- read the article that Ch- China Africa initiative, uh, the Belt and Road initiative that we've talked about. And then we have it on one of our podcast thing. But then we talk about what the relationship is there and how China is kind of playing on the global space. So we know what they're trying to do long term. And it's amazing. But that means that we're we're kind of, you know, we're like Russia and decent, <laughs> but we're supposed to be a lot better than where they, where Russia was like, you know, 30 years ago. Uh, China's on the ascent. India's on the ascent, but nowhere near where China is. Uh, so it's it sucks that to be on this end of it. But it's, it's a, it'll probably be a slow descent. And we're just trying to fight tooth and nail to keep uh, keep up with China. I think this is another death blow to us. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So. That's something we'll have to continue to watch. And you, you brought up a good point where, you know, my mind went when we started talking about China is the Belt and Road uh, Initiative. And for those of us who don't know what that is, essentially it's a uh, multi-billion dollar infrastructure um, investment from China into Africa and African countries where they're pretty much taking, uh, I think, over, uh, over. Not just Africa, not just Africa, though. It's the entire world. You know who's left out? U.S. The Americas yep. and India. Yep. Yeah, they but, went to Sri Lanka around. Yeah, so th- just so you know, it's all the way to Africa from China. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, thanks. Thanks for clarification. So, Through you know, and everything. yeah, but, you know, one of the things I think in Africa specifically, they're going to be doing 
uh, a trillion dollars of investments into Africa. And one of the biggest things that, that came out of it is there's two sides. There's one side where, you know, the Chinese are going in there, making infrastructure investments, hoping to make the country a better place from an infrastructure perspective. But then also, you know, a lot of people are coming back and saying that it's, it's pretty much debt traps where, you know, it's they're making loans and, you know, these people never have the the, the dollars to pay them back and, you know, to figure out, you know, income inequalities. And it's not really uplifting the African countries or the countries where they're making impact. For example, like in Sri Lanka, they've um, they they did like a eighty eight billion dollar debt exchange for a ninety nine year lease of a port in Sri Lanka. Um, so, you know, those are the type of initiatives where China is really just putting their dollars to work and, you know, is it having a good impact? Maybe in the short term, but in the long term, I think there's a lot of hesitancy uh, around this initiative. That's what kind of U.S. and if so, as maybe selfishly, the two countries I'm fond of, U.S. and India need to have a strong partnership to kind of counter all of this. So a lot of this is going to be what China's doing is, uh, you know, they're all through the Middle East, all the way through, all the way through into Africa, right? And then from Asia and circumventing and hitting ports in South America as well a little bit, not as much yet. Uh, but that's that's kind of the whole play. There needs to be something to counter because you don't want like just like someone sitting in Japan or Germany right now doesn't look at America and say, I don't want them to be the number one forever, right? So that, sim- similarly, America should be thinking that way too. And that's the one thing Trump kind of had right. None of us on this agree with his philosophies and, or him as a human being, but that's the one thing he had growing. He just didn't go about it in a diplomatic yeah. or an intelligent manner. Well, the, U- <laughs> the U.S.'s policy, foreign policy has changed over the past 20 years, right? So that, that's what it really boils down to is, is what our foreign policy is, how we're treating how we how we treat emerging markets, right? And that's really the key, right? It's one thing we go we do a policy agreement with the EU, that's one thing, as opposed to how we how do we handle emerging markets and and those governments that are not as solid. That's the real catch. And China's looking at it from a different perspective. The U.S. policy has always been financial our our, our financial structure backed by the United States military. In the past yep. 50 years, right? Like when you have a great financial structure, you have one of the greatest militaries that can control the seas. That's one of our, our strong suits. But right now you have China who's coming in like we're not we're not about that life. <laughs> China doesn't come in. They're not worried about uh, military intervention. So they're looking at things differently. So I don't know. Again, I'm not a I'm, I'm definitely not a foreign policy expert, but yeah, well, wars, are, wars are fought differently now. It's not going to be military, really. You need military just to keep cyber. it safe, but you don't. It's cyber warfare. And that's what it is. Right. And it's going to yeah, be it's, chemical. It's a, yeah, it's very it's very it's very much so. like it's like the, the DOD canceled a Jedi program. Right. Their, their yep. contracts, with, which is huge. Now, I'm pretty sure they didn't just cancel and say, oh, we'll start from scratch. No, I'm pretty sure they have a, sub, a substitute not, program that we don't I think talk they about. split it between Amazon and Microsoft. So now well, that's probably what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's what they're going to do. But um, yeah. Yeah. So we've always, and the only reason we rebuilt, helped rebuild Europe after World War II, I'm saying we US, so we could have a trading partner, right? You put in the billions and trillions up front, and then you'll have a lifetime of a trading partner, or at least 70, 80 years. <laughs> and, it was, right, it was so competi- and it was also competition with the Soviet Union, right? Or we had, yep. we had a clear, yep. we had a clear enemy. And that was the Soviet Union. So yep. it was it was a land grab situation, right? Like who, you know, how do we how do we help the countries over in Europe after World War Two that were pretty much decimated? How do we look at South America, Central America? Because if Soviet Union is in our backyard, how does that play into our our mm. our our overall safety? Blah blah blah. There's a lot that it looked at. 
I, you know, I don't, Biden and this administration is trying to figure out what they need to do after Trump left office. The yeah. problem is, and, and the U.S. issue is that we have presidents that are only for four four years, maybe eight. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. That's, well, that's another conversation. They should yeah. be elected to one term, six years, and then well, get out. Yeah, well, <laughs> they're, they're, they're lies of rub, right? And then you yeah. have China who's, you know. Dictators. It's, he's in there for life. So there's a continuity. It's like it's Your like boy it's Z, like, man. It's like a CEO of a corporation who's in there for 20, 30 years, who sets a strategy and they then they see it through. Kind of like Putin, right? But Putin man, with Russia, they have nowhere near the assets of any of these other countries in the conversation you just mentioned. But dude, they punch above their weight, man. Mm-hmm. Cyber warfare. That's the way they remain relevant. I think they probably have oh man, we might get hurt. Suge Knighted. Um <laughs> they probably have a partnership with China. And I think Iran, these three, right? I'm just, this is another tangent. Thug we'll nations. come back. Thug nations. <laughs> Let me see your belly. What's your, what's your tattoo look like? <laughs> but, Thug but here's the funny thing. I would think like Russia and Germany, uh, Germany was partner with Russia and then they turned on them and that's what did Germany in. At some point, China would be like, Russia, we don't need you if they're pretty partnered up and they might turn on them because, you know, they want to be the world dominant. I don't think Russia is going to be able to, again, Russia's on the second fiddle of that side, but I don't think this time China will fall as easily. But we, we talked about in that other piece, the piece, you know, the one we had, the China Africa thing, they have an aging population. So then they are now allowing second and third children to be born in, but they have, that's 20, 25 years, almost a generation, generation and a half for them to catch up to the rest of the world. But we just got to keep it tight here in the West well, the and thing- just keep our education and people get, get people innovating. Yeah, the thing about China that, you know, while they have a lot of drawbacks, one of the things that they, they do, I, I, I think, well, is that they keep investing in their their economy and their infrastructure. So, you know, while they are doing the Belt and Road Initiative, they are doing investments in their local um, local uh, countries, uh, state, state-run countries or whatever, those things make an impact to make them modern. We can't even get a, a, a coast-to-coast tra- train system in the U.S., you know, China's China's doing like China's doing like speed trains from like fifth fifth tier city to fifth tier fifth tier yeah. city. So you we, know, got, we, we can we got yeah. the same train tracks that we had during the Civil War. Right? Yeah, right? exactly, exactly. So you know those yeah. type of things where while you know I see the value of having somebody at the top that can just make a dic- dictative decision. You know, when you have people who just can't make a simple smart decision, that's where I struggle. And you know, like. Yeah, China. I think they're, they're getting it right that way, but it's um, everything else. You, you know. guys ever heard of mute button? Just saying, <laughs> just saying. Anyway, but keep it keep it going, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that was the main thing I wanted to say. Like that, they got some, they doing some things well, um, but you know the government is trying to do a lot of things where you know they're not the U.S. The U.S. gives a lot of freedoms, a lot of flexibility, a lot of uh, um, uh, open conversations where freedom of speech, which are all things that I value. I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. But you know yeah. there are some True. there there are some th- some positive. Who loves America? Yeah. America, 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 America. America. <laughs> but but at the end of the day, like there are some positives. Like you can't look at all the negatives. There are some positives, and especially as they're evolving their work, their uh, their their economy. They're you know they they were distant. Uh, they were they were distant um, in, in economic stand, standpoint. Now they're a close second, if that if not coming pretty if close. Not to number one yeah, already. Not coming pretty close. So. They, they've done initiatives to get there, but go ahead. 
read that piece, hear that piece. So the, okay, the post, the piece is posted on my website. I think we put it out. I, I did a very boring read of that piece because that's, that piece was meant for something else. We're going to put video behind it. I gave it to my team to create a video around it. So it's going to be a nice little graphic it's video look, around look China, Africa. Hey, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to call it a full Vox Media Network. So. <laughs> <laughs> be like Kara Swisher just cut you off every two seconds. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Her voice, man. Anyway. Hey. <laughs> anyway. Um, but yeah, no. So check that out. We talk, we talk about it in there. So, uh, it, We've done all this stuff. U.S., every empire has done yep. exactly what China is doing. And China has been able, allowed to do what they've done because guess who, guess who let them play? The U.S. 20 years well, ago. Well, <laughs> the, funny, the thing is, what I was bringing up before is that each, each empire has their strategy. And the strategy fits that era of time. Right. And, and, and the U.S. had theirs, you know. Europe, I mean, you know, uh, Britain had theirs, uh, Belgium, France, everybody had their strategy that fit that era of time. And so right now, we'll see. Outside of all we we can do right now is watch, watch and learn, maybe vote somebody into uh, office, whether that that knows how to handle a real foreign policy that that will take 10 to 15 years to plan to pan out. Right. Like it's not something that one president gets in, he, he, he drops the hammer and everything changes. The only yeah. time that ever happens if there's a war um, yeah. and no one wants a full scale war anymore. That war, that war we win. We'll win that military is still the strong mightiest here that yeah. in a fight fight. That's but what at, we were down but, with that. But, but the problem, <laughs> the problem, even the problem with it with in that sense is that at what cost? Yeah, absolutely. That's the, that's the cost. Um, so anyway, we, no, it's, it's, I mean, this is a beauty thing. And hey, if there's a ping pong match between us two, like China and U.S. eventually, and then, you know, whatever, it's not even – one, one, one great thought is, you know, China holds a lot of U.S. debt. Yeah. Japan holds, holds slightly more. At some point, just speaking in pure banking terms, we could be like, you know what? We're not going to pay it back. <laughs> you know, U.S. could do that. Then China could then counter and say, we're going to start selling off and really debunk our currency. And then that's going to be a full out, right? That's just, let's park that. Maybe I should cut that out so they don't, I don't give you any ideas. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but, if, but if they didn't think of that already, then that could be yeah, a problem. Because yeah. <laughs> that would be full out. That would hurt. You're hired. <laughs> no, I mean, hey, if they, if, they, if they dropped a lot of our bonds, then all Western countries would align because everything's pegged to the U.S. dollar. And that's one way. So that's one thing we can itch them. I do think in America, get one term, six year president. Cause you don't think the next, they're trying to line up a president to counter Biden coming after big tech. All the big techs now going to putting all their money against the next guy or gal who's against putting all these regulations on big tech. Yeah. They don't like this. Yep. So yep. just that's coming. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, this has been a great, great conversation around China and the impact uh, on the world, really in tech specifically. Um, it's a foreign policy episode, right? 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 <laughs> but yeah, sounds like it. So, so thanks, thank, 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 thanks, fellas. I appreciate that. Uh, so, what, let's talk about what we were sipping on. Duel had this great recommendation. You brought it to our attention. Uh, I had to sell some blood to go buy a bottle. So, you know, let's yeah. let's go. It's it's a pricey one. So it's the Dalmore King Alexander Third, the third, right? So my my cousin Nathan. Uh, we got married last year during the entire thing. We were supposed to have a full out wedding. And if you ever been to any way, I know Clyde, you have yep. with your rich, in, I, I, with your I, other I, rich I, Indian friend. <laughs> oh yeah, 
Oh, oh you yeah, guys, boy. I, you, I, 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 I've been to I've been to several Indian weddings. It's always ball out central. <laughs> black, it's like, it's always I'm, black label everywhere. Black no, label I, everywhere, and then every uh, once in a while you'll find a nice a nice bottle of something like whoa. There, there's some private stuff in the in the back room <laughs> for the cousin, the family. Okay, yeah, right? yeah, there you go. <laughs> I was proud that there was no black label to be found at this one because we've upgraded our lives, right? <laughs> that was our dad's day. Um, so my cousin had bought this apparently in UK at one time because he was he was flying he was stationed there and he, he uh, in the Air Force and he was and he bought this bottle because he wanted to crack it open with his cousins, his cousin brothers, and. Female cousins. We just don't have that many of them, unfortunately. Uh, so we have, we have three female cousins and like 37 fe- male <laughs> cousins. Right? So um, you guys got, so- you guys got the fluoride cup. but but okay we're gonna talk about the cup in a minute because we did this bottle a huge disservice so you got wonderful melissa pete like uh she's in the family wonderful wonderful and they're expecting the first child after getting married last year so we celebrate all that and a 16th birthday party for another my dear niece love it the one who drew me that beautiful jordan painting that you guys love and admire um that one anyway he bought this and he wanted to crack it open so we did it here's the thing we're like I think four parties deep into the into this whole festivity oh. thing, and so we it is that it tastes beautiful. It tastes like what you would think a three hundred fifty dollar bottle should taste like. <laughs> it's just that by that time we couldn't find any glasses, so we had sippy cups, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just we did the whole thing. It should have been more of a glamorous setting, or at least more of like in a clinky clink glass, right? Um, so it was beautiful. It had it had, and I I always feel it but everyone in the room like about four of us felt it hey it had vanilla caramel flavor yep. and it had this deep deep beautiful amber color and i was immediately thought oh they probably put this in sherry casks and looked it up google it right there boom sherry casks they put in sherry casks which mm-hmm. gave it that deep amber color we know this now from doing this a year and a half uh doing this pot and then and then they had a lot of berry fruits in there so it was like a subtle smooth flow it was it was dope I really enjoyed the bottle. Wow. Look, I don't need to say anything after that, ladies and gentlemen. Abdul has yeah, really dived into that. that. So <laughs> this has been our whiskey of the day. I mean, I appreciate oh, that. Fine, uh, fine review. This is the Dalemore King, Alexander the Third. Uh, so if- and there's a family of them. They have like $60 bottles okay. too, I think 80, 100. So whatever you're, whatever you're fancy, man, just go for it. All right. All right. All right. So this has been um, you know, our, our, our whiskey of the day. And what we want to do is we want to end on one of our um, most exciting episode parts of the show. Uh, Shit you should know. So. Shit you should know. Who's ready? If not, I'm ready today. Let's do it. Go for it. Do it. All right. I'll do it. So one thing we talked about technologies and companies innovating uh, as recent as today. Goodbye fleets. What is fleets? You say, ladies and gentlemen, it's the, it was the competitor (laughs) from Twitter that they launched. does say what it is. <laughs> <laughs> it was the competitor of tw- that Twitter launched probably mid last year to compete with uh, like Facebook and Instagram stories. Um, so it, they tried to get, oh, yeah. they tried to get in the game less than a year is gone already. So there was a tweet, I think from, from uh, Africa Jack um, who said, you know, we're, we're, we're killing this and we got some exciting coming soon. So we'll see what that coming soon is. But uh, Twitter Spaces, man, Twitter Spaces is gonna be hot. We'll see, and you we'll see. Jay Z and all those cast of titles are gonna be all over it. No, just, it mm, That's the prediction. I'm just hearing Whis- things. Whiskey I'm hearing things. Whiskey Thomas, huh? <laughs> no, so that no, Twitter Spaces is gonna be hot. Okay, so yeah, and then one more. I, I, I'll pull my uh, Athul um, card out. Female Founders Fund uh, closed the third round for fifty-seven million. 
which was, if I'm not mistaken, Anu Dougal, Anu Dougal. Yep, love her, man. She's great. It was the the, the largest fund by a women led VC. Uh, uh, excuse me, largest fund for seed capital specifically for female founders. So Just, uh, I remember. Yes, I love that you brought that up, man. Yeah, that's nice. That's nice of you because I remember Nihal post about it, like so. Her first fund, the female founders fund, same crew. Uh, I think they launched in 2013 with Microsoft back being the lead investor, putting in money, um, five mil. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And here we are, 2021, man. Eight years later, because I think a company from there hit 100 million in revenue. Uh, one of the uh, companies they invested in from that five. Yeah. So they've had Under some hits. A sweetheart. Her, they've had some hits. Rent a lot of hits. Yeah. One of them. Yeah. Yep, yep. And her sisters, London uh, is great. No, they're a great family. Great family. They're from where I'm from in India. So like, bam, 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 bam. Sweet. Right. <laughs> regional. What? We get regional. Punjab, man. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, go ahead. Uh, focus, man. Focus. <laughs> See, I brought up a brown folk. Focus, you know, he don't know how to act. <laughs> Good Lord. Uh, all right, go ahead. Go ahead, Anthony. You know I got like 30 of them. Yeah, no. All right. So my, mine's going to tie right into what I talked about earlier about my colonoscopy. Okay, this is about to be shit you should know. Uh, uh, like, literally, hold up, literally, hold up. You know. Calm literally. down, calm down. That's shit you should. <laughs> I just caught that one. <laughs> to, to all the men out there, since there are black and brown men out there, we have to be vigilant on our health. And I think once you get to a certain age, you should not only just have your primary care physician, you should also have a gastroenterologist as a doctor and a cardiologist because we suffer unique diseases within our cultures that are prevalent from, you know, from with whether it's colorectal cancer or or pancreatic or heart condition or heart disease, having those three doctors and seeing these guys regularly, regardless of how healthy you think you are, is is very beneficial. It's better to get ahead of the curve than be behind it. That's all I got today. I love that, man. That's great. That's great. And you know, right now there's some Guys sitting next to Clyde with his MAGA hat on, just listening to us, um, saying "suckers." <laughs> He's probably eating a cheeseburger, smoking a cheeseburger cigarette. He's like, "Yo, you got you black and brown folks got it bad." <laughs> <laughs> no, it, absolutely right, man. Um, that's great. All right, let me get to my scroll up to the top of my list. It's about oh four Lord. pages. I'm just going to put plan. All I'm going to say, <laughs> that'd be nice. You should start it at the top. Just playing. Oh, I'm scared. I'm kidding. Um, I want to just say, man, get out and touch and see people, not the way Anthony was touched and seen, but I'm just saying, get out and touch and see people, get out and travel. It's the first time I took a flight and since the pandemic happened, right? Um, get out, give people a hug, dap them up, keep the hetero seat between you like, you know, Anthony Clyde at the movie theater, you know, um, just being around people you care about was amazing. Um, I got to say two of my best friends in the Maryland DC area, uh, Jake and I hurt one of the spouses, she she planned a trip for 14 of us, six adults, eight kids. We have the youngest kids, Alp and I, like, you know, seven and 10. The rep may go all the way up to 16. We hit four states, uh, hit three nights in Vegas, Grand Canyon, Zion, Bryce Canyon. And man, everything was to the T. She took our insights and just made it happen. But it was beautiful just being around other people and seeing people not like us. <laughs> you know, they look at like New York City area, Chicago, like, man. But you know what? Everyone's got their own vibe. I get it. They would, if you lived out in Arizona your entire life, you'd look at New York or Chicago and New Jersey, like, that doesn't make sense. Why pay so much for a hole in the wall, right? When I can own 50,000 acres for a dollar, <laughs> you know? Um, so I get it. Uh, so 
Jake, then thank you. We had nice Airbnbs. First time I'd ever gone glamping. It's probably something Anthony does oh, yeah. a lot. Yes, I know. I know glamping. Glamping's fun. It was dope, man. Places there's volleyball. A glamp, there's a lot of glamping places in New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's hit it up. Let's hit it up. And then um, Valley of Fire. First glamping. Okay. <laughs> Valley of Fire. Every first time I ever saw 123 degrees. Right out about Ooh. an hour outside of Vegas. It was red rock, bright red rock. It's beautiful, man. Um, and I'm gonna leave it pretty much. And, fi- and then after that, took that was a ten day thing. Got home for two days and the new new joint. Hit Chicago for the wedding, the parties, and all that. Beautiful being around family. We shared a lot of memories, sang some stuff, and um, it's a good time. That's all I gotta say. Nice, nice. I'm cutting out. I'm cutting out three of them just to keep it to two. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we appreciate it. We appreciate it. Well, this has been another episode of the Whiskey Hue. This has been a good one, fellas. I appreciate it. Good way to bounce back. Uh, thank you for listening to the Whiskey Hue. Peace. <laughs>